This is Shitty Jobs, uh, episode two. I'm here with my friend Julie right now, and one of the things that I, I kind of wanted to do at the start of episodes, especially when I have a guest on, is to have a beer, basically. Beer, cider, um, you know, and just kind of talk about initially what we think of the beer. Uh, generally, it's going to be sort of Ontario local uh, beer. So what we have today is Mash Up the Jam, it is a dry hop sour by uh, Collective Arts out of Hamilton. So, take an initial sip. Not bad. Um, not as good as a lot of sours I've had before, but uh, what do you think? You know what? First of all, fantastic name. I will match up their jam and eat it. <laughs> um, let me try again. Yeah. I don't know. It's not bad. Um, I generally like a sour beer, and I could see myself getting a little sloppy on this. Yeah, I, it's not bad. Not as flavorful as a lot of the sort of um, fruitier ones that I like usually in the summer, but uh, not 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 bad overall. What's uh, give me a give me a three out of five? A three. Or, I, I mean, sorry. Uh, I would actually give I would actually give it a three out of five. Sorry, I feel like I prepped you there because that was my score too. Yeah, that's 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 perfectly fair. Um, so shall we? Uh, Yes, I just want to have you on. So, like, what, what was your first job? My my very first job, like, f legit getting paid uh, HR department kind of real work was doing tech support uh, over the phone for Comcast, actually. Okay. Uh, so, people would typically call in uh, when their internet wasn't working, and we would try to troubleshoot what was going on. Um, it was, yeah, it was basically like phone-in telemarketing. So usually uh, people talk a lot about nightmare stories in telemarketing, but this was not quite so bad because people were calling you. It's not like you were annoying them at dinner and calling them. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it really, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Usually people were pretty technically literate. We had like, I don't know, there's a few of the stereotypical cases where you would be like, Someone calls in, their internet's not working, and you're walking through the steps. It's like, well, are the lights on your modem flashing? Yeah. And they're like, no. And it's like, well, there's these numbers on it. And you're like, what, what the fuck are you talking about, numbers? <laughs> and it's like they're, they're looking at their microwave or something completely yeah. irrelevant. And you're like, no, 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 that's not what I want you to be looking at. Yeah. Um, but generally, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. The pay was decent, all things considered. People were usually not dicks. Um, and even when you had like nightmare scenarios, we would sometimes have to deal with people who were waiting for like a technician to come on. Um, okay. So, or like an on-site technician, sorry. Um, and sometimes people would call in and be like, so this guy's supposed to be here, he's an hour late, can you give me the update? And you'd pull up their information and see like no one had actually booked anyone to go out to their, oh, geez. <laughs> their actual house. Um, so no, it was, yeah, it was good, I, no complaints. So was anyone ever you know, belligerent with you or just completely clueless aside, aside from just the, you know, the not like talking about numbers on it? Uh, usually no. If, I mean, there's a lot of fun things you do um, if people are being dicks. So for instance, you'd have the ability to cold transfer people. Okay. Uh, and because we were located in Canada, we were dealing with American customers, Comcast company. So uh, in the States, uh, Spanish is obviously a very common second language. Yeah. Uh, Comcast actually had a second line for 
Spanish-speaking uh, troubleshooting. So what you would do if someone was being like absolutely obnoxious, you'd have two options. You can always cold transfer someone or hot transfer them. Uh, hot transfer is you would basically put them on hold and then wait for the other tech support person to come on. You would have an opportunity to talk to that person. Yeah. So you'd you do it often if there's like a, an escalation. Yeah. So you'd be like, this customer is whatever being annoying. This is the situation. Can you deal with this? Okay. They'd be like, okay, I'm ready. Can you transfer them over? You'd send them over. Cold transfer, no preamble. You just send them straight over. <laughs> so it's it's like you don't even have to tell the customer that you're going to transfer them. All of a sudden, there's just another person on the line, and you get kicked out of the call. You just give them the so. so did, were you ever cold transferred too? No, but I would cold transfer English speakers to the Spanish people all the time if they were dicks. So, oh, really? yeah, oh, so then all of a sudden you would just have whatever. This guy's being an asshole. He's like, my internet hasn't been working. I haven't been able to jerk off for three hours. Yeah, this yeah. is horseshit. <laughs> uh, so you'd be like, all right, let me look into this for yeah. you. Bam, cold transfer to Spanish. Um, okay, wow. The only time that could sometimes bite you in the ass is if after that happens, they're obviously pissed. There is the risk that they hang up on the Spanish troubleshooter, call back in, and you might get them again. Oh, okay. So then you've got to play dumb and be like, oh, I can't believe someone just transferred you to a Spanish line. Let me, let's see if we can solve your problem. Did anyone ever remember your name and, like, call you out on it? No, but it did happen to people around me, so oh, it was really? awesome. Okay. It was fine. Yeah. It was good times. <laughs> uh, but, you know, all things considered, like, 90% of the time, people weren't dicks. Uh, they were legitimately just having issues with their service, and... We're pretty understanding that it wasn't perfect, yeah. uh, that Comcast was a piece of shit company to begin with, <laughs> <laughs> and that you were just a, you were a legit human being on the other end. So it was, it was decent. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, especially for like a first job. It wasn't, it wasn't like flipping burgers or anything, which actually no. you're, you're surprising me right now with this. Like I would expect you like, oh, you know, I slaved away to McDonald's or like a convenience store or something, but hey, that's, that's not bad. No, it wasn't. And again, pay was pretty decent. Uh, it was... I credit it a lot to helping me develop like just troubleshooting skills in terms of like it's it's actually pretty challenging to walk someone through solving a problem when you're not there and you can't actually see it. So it's huge, huge amount of communication skills to be like, okay, what the fuck are you actually looking at? Like describe to me what the wires are like. Um, do you have power? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it was it was good. Did you have like so if, if if you were asking them to describe what the wires look like, did you have sort of like a reference diagram to to go by for specific models of, of modems, or were you just kind of guessing? You're often in the dark, to be honest. Yeah. the The only thing you would get is you could see when the customer called in um, the service statistics of their area, so you could determine yeah. like how many people within their area were online, and you can be like, okay, well, it actually looks like there's an outage, um, give it a few hours, call back. Okay. But often you're pretty in the dark, and even like, most people don't know what the fuck their router looks like, yeah. or what their modem looks like, and trying to distinguish, for instance, between Cat5 cable and a regular like RJ45 phone line cable, no one's gonna know, right? So sure, you're just gonna yeah. be like, it, it looks like, it should be something that has cables that look like your phone cable, but maybe a bit thicker. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not that's not bad. Yeah, geez, man. Um, so about your like, what about your worst job? Mm. So, because you provide the questions beforehand, I had some time to think about yeah, this. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, and generally, in terms of legit paying jobs, I've been pretty spoiled. So I'm cheating a little bit with this one. Fair. Uh, I guess it's got to be the worst job because it was not paid. Uh, I grew up on a farm. Yeah. So. 
we had like your standard horses, cows, I guess mostly just horses and cows. Uh, my dad is really into horses. Okay. So when growing up, he also obviously as a son wanted me to get into the hobby, get nice. into doing the same sort of shit he was doing. What, um, was it mostly a hobby farm or? Yeah, it was okay, primary, okay. primarily a hobby farm. Yeah. Primarily a hobby farm. So he, he was really into riding, uh, Western specifically. So there's two types of riding. There's Western and English. Okay. English is like your prancy, really tiny little bitch saddle. Yeah. And you're like all it, suited it, and booted. It involves dressage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like tassels. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Western. So Western is of the riding is the cooler one. So that's the one where they're just fucking, they're ripping around barrels and stuff. And it's more like cowboy style yeah. for lack of a better way of describing it. So anyways, he tries to get me into this. Um, I don't mind, whatever, it is what it is. Yeah. Horses are big, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Wanted you to be a man instead of fucking around with computers? Right, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. At this age, like, this is well before being a geek and being a nerd is cool yet, right? Okay. You're, still, you're still a piece of shit yeah. um, <laughs> that nobody likes. So get into it, but I didn't really help. So I would just ride, and then when I was done riding, I'd basically like jump off the horse. I could, if it got hit by a bus, it got hit by a bus, I'd run into the house and go play video games. Um, just wanted to be anywhere but there. Yeah, right? Fair. So one day, playing video games, uh, I remember it pretty vividly, Super Nintendo, uh, The Lion King, did you ever play that? That game is fucking amazing. Oh, amazing is not necessarily the word I would use. Well, amazingly frustrating. Yeah. Fucking the, the goddamn Timon and Pumbaa waterfall level. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. The flamingos? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know the pain. I play that on PC, actually. <laughs> I don't know why you would. I play Street Fighter 2 on PC with fucking, like, a... I play Tony Hawk with a joystick. Like a Sidewinder joystick. Oh, I, the most so unconventional. Like no, uh, more that my parents were cheap as fuck and we had four kids in the family, so it was like hand-me-downs and scraps you could get off uh, people at work. My dad had a good job, but man, poor, like, rich poor, I guess, because of the number of mouse to feed. Anyway, so continue. Uh, so... You know, in The Lion King, you started the game, you got your lives, and yeah. no, you never got any lives until the end. You basically had, like, one shot, one opportunity to beat this game. Yeah, sort of. I, didn't you get, you got lives from the bug levels, though. Oh, yeah, this is true. You, I feel like it wasn't, it was, like, health. You got additional health, but even, like, the bug levels were notoriously difficult. Fair. Yes, so. yeah, they were. Anyways. So, <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> not the entire game. Game. <laughs> hey, so just trying to build build the context. Yeah. I'm like fucking I've finally gotten to like the scar level. I've got like whatever, one life left. This is a high intensity situation for me. Adult Simba. Adult Everything. Simba, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then my dad comes in to try to give me this heart to heart. And he's like, you know what? Um, if you want to keep riding, you're gonna have to start helping out with chores. Yeah. And so without skipping a beat, I'm like, alright, then I'm not gonna keep riding. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, so, trying to be fucking star here. It's like yeah. this is like you picked the worst time to try to have this serious discussion with me. I, I sorry, don't care enough about horses. Yeah. If that is the ultimatum, I'm just not going to ride. And then <laughs> oh, you, you do your thing. Uh, obviously, in hindsight, I'm a pretty big piece of shit. Yeah. But the joke was on him. It was probably flew for like a month, and then he was like, "You know what? Um, you're gonna start doing chores." <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So you weren't. So you weren't riding. No. You were and, doing chores. Yeah. And he was okay. like, "You're gonna have to start helping out around the barn." And then, so out of spite, even though I was still doing chores at this point, I was like, "Fuck that! I'm still not gonna ride. I'm okay. never gonna touch these horses." Uh, were you at least getting an allowance out of doing these chores, or not even? No. So this was like unpaid labor. Um, okay. But 
you have to understand, horses are literally like one of the worst animals in the world. They fucking suck. So literally all they do is they eat and they shit. And so one of the main chores I would have to do on a daily basis is just clean up like their little fucking little areas where they would prance around. So it was yeah. basically going in there, throwing them some hay, and then cleaning up horse shit. Yeah. So obviously not ideal. Uh, under the best of conditions. So it gets even worse though when it's like minus 30 outside, you're, you've got your wheel, wheelbarrow, you're trying to go through like 50 centimeters of snow and you're scooping horse shit which is like frozen to the ground, you're cold, and the horses would usually just follow you. And sometimes they would be dicks and they would literally wait until like you're almost done and then they would knock the wheelbarrow over. So oh, huge, they're just, they're like the dicks of the animal kingdom. Um, and it's even more annoying because I would just get like so frustrated sometimes and I would literally just punch this horse in the ass and be like, you stupid <laughs> piece of shit. Did, but, did, did it even react? No, or it did just kind of, oh. Right? So like, you just get even more bad because you're like, fuck you, guy. You, this was like 30 minutes of my work. You just knocked it over and then you piss off. And then even when I try to like punish you in some fucking whatever irrational way by punching you in the ass, you don't even care. Uh, and no, it was the worst. And to this day, I, I despise horses. I wish we would just send them all to glue factories. <laughs> <laughs> glue factories are, you know, Ikea meatball factory, like, you know, whatever. whatever. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Um, and so whenever someone is like, oh my god, horses, they're so majestic. You're like, no, they're pieces of shit. We, they provide nothing. I think most farm animals generally are kind of shitty. Yeah, that's, that's valid. I mean... My experience with cows has been generally good. Yeah, they're not dicks. They're pretty docile, right? Yeah. They're, they're, as someone who's a dog lover, I, yeah. I feel like I can relate to cows. They're apparently similar emotionally intelligent. Was there any particular horse that was just a complete asshole to you, both, both, both while riding Western and also while cleaning stalls? Oh, uh, man. The biggest dick was probably one we had, I want to say his name was Jim. So already a dick name. You not very many nice people that are named Jim, but I think that Jim and Jim and Peter are kind of dick are kind of dick names. Right? Yeah. So Jim was a dick because what he would do all the time is he would literally just charge you. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So like, you're you're trying to help this guy. Like you're feeding him, you're cleaning up his shit. It's like someone like is coming into your room, is yeah. being a maid for you, and then you literally just try to tackle them all the time. It's like I'm just here to help you out, bro. And no, he would just try to swing his dick around. Right. <laughs> and like the first few times it's terrifying because it's literally a horse is just like running full blast at you uh and then in the last second he'll like veer off because he's like ha, i could have fucked you up but i didn't um no he was always an asshole um and i actually think he might have been the one who uh he broke my dog's leg actually because he's a piece of shit he just he he couldn't fuck with you. You probably were desensitized to his, you know, to his charging. So he hit you where he, where where it hurt. You're right, he was, a, he was a gangster. He went yeah. to the family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's not a bad, not a bad tactic. No. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what about what about your best job? Best job by far uh, was working for Ontario Parks. Okay. So I spent a number of summers working for Pancake Bay Provincial Park. Uh, shout out, obviously. There, it's like 45 minutes north of the Sioux on the way to Thunder Bay. Okay. Um, I guess closer to, well closer to Wawa than Thunder Bay. And it was fantastic. So I worked there my early 20s. Okay. Um, 
because it was in the middle of nowhere, you basically you stayed on site. So there was uh, there was the park with all the campsites. Uh, it was on like a, a bay, obviously, yeah. uh, nice sandy bay, and then all the staff lived on site too. So you would basically work all day and then go to some staff cabins. There's like a big communal area that had a large kitchen, large dining area, and some TV, uh, pool table, uh, and basically what ends up happening is. The only thing that's close is within five minutes, there's a gas station slash liquor store. So I can imagine how that, yeah. How right? that the only thing you do, you're in the middle of nowhere, you're just going to consistently get shittered after work. Uh, <laughs> it's fair, it's fun, it's the summer. Right, it's you had a nice beach, yeah. you, you'd finish your day of work, you'd go home, you'd crack a beer, wander down to the sandy beach, and just relax. Um, Did you actually bring your beer down, or was that... Well, obviously it's going to be frowned upon by the administration. <laughs> the administration. Well, that's out. <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, they I don't were, know if there's some, like, ra head ranger or something that would give you guys shit. So, the nice thing was, completely valid point, um, Our it was a shared beach, okay. so... There was the part that was designated to the park, which included the staff grounds. Okay. But you could literally just walk off staff property a little further down the beach, and then you were at the clear. Uh, as long as... The, the international the waters, so to say. So, yeah, so exactly, say, right? Uh, Pancake Bay. <laughs> so as long as people who were actually in the campgrounds, like customers, I guess, didn't realize that you were necessarily staff and getting shittered, yeah. um, no one really cared. So as long as you were basically wearing your, your Ontario parts, Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, you're, you're off the clock, you're, yeah. down, those, you're down the beach. Uh, and, I mean, we were we weren't generally pieces of shit. We would get drunk, but we weren't assholes about it. Okay, that's fair. Um, and so, I mean, there was a lot of fun times. Like, for instance, I learned... Um, that a fire extinguisher generally does not have the propulsion you would expect to blow you along with an office chair. So, uh, which is kind of like a time honored tradition, right? right? Yeah. You know, like office drunkard, like yeah, office party drunk, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you would, we would actually, we were along uh, like Highway 17 or just yeah. off Highway 17. So a few times we, well, a few times, one time we took out some office chairs and some fire extinguishers and we put them down on the highway and we tried to see if we could have races. And it failed miserably, but it was for science. But at least you did it outside. It's, I, I, I thought you were going to describe like doing it inside the cabin and the foam like stripping <laughs> the lacquer off the floor, like something something just horrendous. No. And having to explain that, but fair. Yeah, hey, yeah, right. you guys, you guys were responsible fuckwits. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was a responsible fuck. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was like fun loving. Yeah. Of no course. One, no one got hurt. We weren't messy about it. Yeah. I mean, we didn't. We didn't shit where we ate. Um, <laughs> The other thing that was a time-honored tradition is, have you ever uh, thrown, like, a can of beans on a fire before? Yes, I have. So that would be, that was a time-honored prank we would do. So often, again, you work at a park, so bonfires are common. Yeah. Um, you're getting sloppy, the night's getting, getting a little, getting late, and then someone would stealthily throw a closed can of beans onto the fire. <laughs> and, for and, those, and wait for the show. Right? Yeah. And for those who have never experienced this before, it's basically like a bomb exploding. Um, it is insane. You just, for us, it was always like no-named canned beans were by far the best. And you just, you throw the can on closed, pressure builds, and then literally explosion. So it would turn into a game of chicken with whoever threw the can, because usually 
you do it stealthily enough that no one notices. Just kind of roll it in. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Throw in the fire. And then you start to wait. And then all of a sudden you notice this one individual has left the fire. Yeah. And doesn't seem to be returning. Has done like a piss appear. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Love it. <laughs> right? Then people start wising up, and then all of a sudden, huge explosion, ashes everywhere, probably could have started a fire, but we were lucky. Um, yeah, no, it was it was really good times. And, I don't know, in general, I always worked with really good people there. Uh, it was good kids, good times, relaxing. Um, one of the nice things, too, I was, so I was, yeah, I was my mid, early to mid-20s. Yeah. I uh, had a bit of drinking experience under my belt, but we'd often get kids that were like 19, just turned 19, yeah. so we're not necessarily the best drinkers. Didn't, hadn't built up that tolerance yet. Anyone really, so like I remember, you know, like first year at university, you'd always have those people that kind of, you know, completely cut loose because they were finally free from home. Right. Uh, did you have anyone that really like went off the deep end when it came to drinking? Uh, I would say off the deep end, yes. Not in the sense that they were destructive and angry and annoying and would yeah. try to fight anyone. Well, you totally have kids like that. Um, and often, you would have to work the next day. But again, because you're in the middle of nowhere, you're just getting drunk every night anyways. So some of the some of the greenhorns, um, you'd see them come to work not in the greatest condition. And one of my jobs in my later years was driving them to what was called the gatehouse. Okay. Um, so the gatehouse was basically the first point of contact for when people came in. Yeah. Uh, they would purchase like their camping permits, blah blah blah. Yeah. Pretty um, pretty standard when it right, comes to Ontario. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So it was about a five minute drive from like where the official office was, where we would all meet in the morning. Uh, so one of the things I like to do, especially when there's some youngins who are very haggard, is on the way over, put all the windows up, crank the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, yeah, it starts smelling like sweat and whiskey, oh, most for sure. beer, yeah. And then, you know, just intermittently, like, slam the brakes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Slowly turn a five-minute drive into, like, a 15-minute drive. Uh, <laughs> so, were you kind of the grizzled vet of the... Oh, in the later years, yeah, for sure, yeah, for okay. sure. There was, there was a lot of repeat offenders. Yeah. Did, did uh, you have, like, a nickname, or...? Uh, no, actually, I, I didn't, now that I think of it. Um, no. But yeah, after after a few tours, there was a few other I guess lifers yeah. that would uh, that had worked there a few years, and yeah, you get the the youngins come in, um, show them the ropes. There was uh, one of my staff in my later years. After one of those drives in the yeah. morning, um, he was by himself uh, doing customer service, <laughs> and someone came in and was like, "All right, I'd like to pick up my permit." Blah blah blah. And he, He's, without breaking a beat, said, can you excuse me one second? Turned to his side and just threw up in the garbage can, wiped his face, and then continued on with the transaction. Uh, what, a, what a professional. Right? He was. He's stand-up. I feel like I, it was my training that got him there. That's, uh, that's respectable, and unless someone's like a complete dick, I think they'd probably just go about their day and then laugh their ass about it when they're in the, like, when they're in the car. Yeah. Apparently the guy's response was, are you sick? And my intended guy was like, no, no, just hung over. And he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> you know, worried, like, worried about, like, oh, am I going to catch something? Like, yeah, no. Oh, no, you're just a drunkard? Oh, okay. okay. That's Fair enough. Right. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think most people are generally understanding about right? that, yeah. Uh, as long as you're not going to give me, like, I don't know, pig flu or something, yeah. Fair. That's fine. Yeah. 
any sort of um, debauchery or drama. Like, because of course, like people in their, you know, late teens, early twenties. I mean, people are going to sleep together. Oh, you're, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're getting to the banging, right? That yeah, was, there, was, yeah. there, was there banging drama? Of course there was. Like, oh. There must have been. So, yes. Issues, the issues that would occur, again, going back to, like, the lifers, is, you know, the first summer, sometimes you would have uh, a relationship yep. with a lady, and yep. then the next summer, maybe not necessarily. And then... Because you're going back to... A lot of people are going back, back to school. Yeah. Right? yeah, it falls apart. Maybe maybe you take a run at it. And it's like, you know, let's try the long distance thing. Doesn't work. Um, Seldom does. No. It, yeah, it's... Very rarely does that have a happy ending. And so you come back the next summer. One party wants to keep doing it. The other party doesn't necessarily. Uh, and, I mean, as a guy, there's often... I guess as a girl too, there's new talent that's becoming available. And you, and you move on, right? and jealousy yeah. flares. Yep. Um, Hopefully not, you know, retribution in the form of a bean can. <laughs> no. Sometimes it would get catty. Yeah. Uh, there was, typically, there's a strictly, there was a policy of not allowing uh, the guys to sleep in the same area as the girls. So the guys actually had like a separate bunkhouse. Which which is pretty standard. Pretty standard. But, right? but I mean, like people break those rules. Right? Like, yeah. Either uh, in the bunkhouse or I don't know, they go to a picnic table or something. Yeah, right there. Exactly. You figure something out. Yeah. Uh, and I, for the most part, and no one gave a shit unless there was that catty drama, right? Yeah. And then girl A sees girl B going over into the cabin knowing that she's hooking up with her previous ex and right. then, then shots get fired yeah um, so there's a few cases of that nothing really ever exploded um, that I can think of but usually yeah and in, even in those situations there would be like a stern talking to from like the park superintendent uh, stop fucking sucking each other's dicks in the, <laughs> in the other cabin <laughs> six year old cabin um but no one, no one while I was there ever got serious, had serious consequences for that. Yeah. Um, I, I think they probably expected that to happen. Oh, for sure. Again, like you said, you've got like insane hormones going. These are like 19 to 24 year olds, middle of nowhere, can, often alcohol involved. Uh, people are going to bang. It's just your fucking ears. Right? Yeah, it's, it's your prime fucking ears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything is nice and tight. The yeah. gravity has oh, not yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nobody's falling apart. No. <laughs> no you're, you're, you're prime. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> what about, what about worse, worse co-workers? Uh, this was the question I had the hardest time with because, yeah. again, similar to worst job where I had to cheat and pick the farm, um, I've been pretty spoiled. I haven't had anyone who's like a huge piece of shit or where I was like, man, I, you ruined this work for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, you tend, I, I found with you like working together, you tend, you tended to just let it roll off. Even when I would get like frustrated about, um, there was someone we worked with that used to sleep at his desk most of the day. Uh, he'll remain nameless, but I used to get really frustrated about that, especially considering I was his, like his team lead for yeah. a while. But you, you generally like, oh, well, hey, is, is the work entertaining? Is it fun? Carry on. I mean, to be fair with that specific individual, it was different for me being a coworker than having to manage him. Oh, it is. It's a completely different situation. Um, like, the only time I had to get pissy with, or 
where I was very frustrated with people I was managing was again at Parks. Um, we had a situation where it was very almost like a Phoenix-like government fuck up at the Parks level where they changed. <laughs> we basically had done a tender to change like the Parks inventory software for like what issues permits, manages like merchandise in the stores. Yep. Um, paid some company all who knows how much money it gets deployed and nothing actually works how it's supposed to work in parks okay so we had to go to a system where basically for summer everything was done manually by these stupid like Excel spreadsheets that I put together that tallied all the inventory oh and, good god which yeah. made it incredibly difficult for people to because you have to account for everything right you need yeah. to know the amount of money you need to know about the amount of merch sold and if there's no inventory process it becomes a nightmare um, so we had some of the youngins, like you had to really be on point and track everything that you were doing during your shift so that we could make sure the books balanced at the end. Yep. Uh, pretty, pretty standard, standard for, right? Yeah, for any sort of retail environment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but going from a lot of these kids had previously used the other system were used to being a bit more automated, uh, and then having to switch to something manual were kind of slacked a bit. And it was like the only time I had to be like, seriously guys, fucking pay attention, write your shit down, you're making life miserable for us at the office. Uh, but it was understandable, right? Yeah. You you take away uh, functionality or a tool. That, it's like going to a carpenter and being like, I'm going to take away your hammer now and you have yeah. to still figure out how to build a fucking house. And then yelling at them when the house is shit. Yeah. Well, because I mean, like, it's, it's easy to say, you know, it's just an Excel sheet. It's easy to enter in. And, you know, the... Compared to the automation, but when you're hungover, you're young, you're presumably like fucking one girl, another girl's mad at you, and, and you're then, working with both and of them. Yeah, <laughs> and you're working with both of them, and then you have people coming in potentially being shitty with you about yeah. having to wait. It's it's yeah, it's hard. Right. It's hard exactly. to balance that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have to empathize, and I mean, it's surprising. Like we used to get people that would come up from like southern Ontario to our park because. Uh, from my understanding, like in southern Ontario, parks were just fucking ram jam busy all the time. So they were especially a halt, like if long weekends, weekends right? Oh, it's abysmal. So people would do like the six, seven hour drive to get to us, yeah. and then yeah, you get them. They've driven for six, seven hours. Their wife's been bitching. Their kids been bitching. Yeah, of and course. Then, so so they're, yeah, they're on their last sort of like, legs. Yeah, and then you're dealing with like five of these people, and like you said, they, you're you're setting up some of. They were getting set up for failure. Yeah. Um, but no, in general. The people I've worked with have all been pretty reasonable. I mean, everyone has their their quirks yeah. and their 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 positives and their shittiness. Uh, but generally, the positives have always outweighed. Yeah, because yeah, everyone has a bad day at work okay. and, and really kind of like can have a bit of a meltdown, of course. But yeah, most yeah most of the time I find yeah most people pretty reasonable. Yeah. Okay. What about sort of like eccentric coworkers? Eccentric coworkers. Who would have been my most eccentric coworker? Um, <laughs> uh, I used to work with a gem. Uh, I had Parks. Parks is my my go-to here because it was some of the most formative times in my life. Um, how many How many years did you do it? Three or four. Three or four summers. That's, that's a good run, right? Yeah. And usually, especially because I was at university at the time, so I would start early. I would usually start like in April. Um, and work until Labor Day. Okay. Uh, and then as one of the first, as one of the first staffers, you would 
slowly watch as other people trickled in. Like yeah. often you get, um, because we weren't like full operation until like the May 2 fork. Uh, so that's usually when other university kids would come in. You'd have a few older high schoolers that would come in at the end of June for okay. like a two month yep. stint. Um, but anyways, most, ex most eccentric. Uh, I worked with a guy, uh, real gem, and we would get into like all sorts of shenanigans. Uh, he was my age or maybe a year older. He now does a, he has a craft brewery in the Sioux actually. Oh really? Um, and so he was like the the salts of my pepper. We were we were we would do things like, for instance, if you've ever worked at a government organization, or I'm sure I guess other organizations, there's often like these huge policy notebooks, um, where it's just like, given this situation in HR, you do this, or within parks, it would be like, um, if there's a bear. Go, these are the policy steps yeah, you go the, through. The, pre, the, pretty, the pretty standard the scenarios yeah. that you deal with, yeah. Uh, and so on days when we were bored, we would literally just template out policies and just insert random policies into these giant notebooks. Um, so, for instance, we had policies relating to the drinking rules that are official to... Of, uh, of, course, of course you did. Yeah. Uh, to Pancake Bay Provincial Park. And... Uh, rules that were associated with when you issued a shot to someone and if you had to reciprocate and under what conditions you would have to reciprocate. Um, Please tell me these were, these were just like handwritten on, on like... No, 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 actually we, we, we did the opposite. We you took like, like letterhead. Oh, and letterhead. These looked oh, like beautiful. They were like official parks documents yeah, that, we were wow. setting into these, okay. that we were sending into these binders. Um, and it was fantastic because like it was ideal for fucking with newbies too, right? Yeah. You'd be like, whoa, 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 what do you mean you're not going to take this shot? Because obviously peer pressure drinking. Um, be like, I'm going to have to yeah, let's look at the policy a, yeah, book here. Yeah. Actually, as an employee of at least two weeks within this establishment, you're going to have to take this shot or face repercussions. I'd love to give you a second chance, but right. rules are rules. rules. Right? Yeah. I, just, I didn't write them, even though in this case I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> But I'm gonna have to enforce this. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> did, did anyone like, again, I'm gonna use the term the administration, catch you, uh, catch you doing this? Oh man, my heart dropped one day. I don't know if he saw it or not, but um, I was working in the office. I was working on one of these policies, so it was obviously quite important. Yeah. Uh, and as noob, such an amateur move, uh, I just left it open and I didn't lock the machine. Uh, and I came back to having the assistant park superintendent was sitting in the chair taking a call. So it was like on the screen. Yeah. The policy letterhead, everything was there. Um, he didn't say anything. So I don't know if he was just clueless and didn't read it because he was on the phone. But the, the potential was there. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. Again, I think they have that expectation. expectation right? That There's going to be kids, kids are going to fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was it hard for you to get that job? Because my understanding was it was relatively like a, a pretty tough process to, at least in like where I grew up, like southwestern Ontario, to get those sort of coveted positions because they paid decently yeah, and they were pretty fun. Yeah. Um, for us, no. Actually, I literally, excuse me, um, a friend of mine was working there and she was like, yo, they need other people. Are you interested? I think... With us, it was probably a different situation than like southern Ontario because our park was kind of in the middle of nowhere. I don't know yeah. if a lot of kids there would like go home on weekends or go home afterward. Okay. Like we, you would literally be there. I it was for me to because I lived outside of town already. Yeah. Was like an hour and a half to two hour drive to get there. 
Did, so, did you often go home, or...? I usually went home on my weekends, but not always. Yeah. Um, just again, like, it was a it was a bit of a bitch of a commute. So, I mean, for some people, that isn't necessarily appealing, like, staying out there, like, all week. Uh, for instance, like, we didn't have the internet. Like, you're okay. pretty, right? Yeah. You're... This is getting to the stage, like, whatever. It's not like I'm a dinosaur, but, like, the internet was prevalent in, like, every home. And so you were pretty disconnected. Yeah. Uh, what, was it as was it as ghetto as to having like a VCR or like DVD player? Or oh, what? built into the TV. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> right. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> did you, Did you guys have any like movies that were just kind of like go to, like kind of like a, a half ass only like, hey, I'm gonna put on Tin Cup <laughs> for the fifteenth fucking time. Uh, first of all, I don't like the negative connotation you're throwing there with uh, Tin, Tin Cup. cup. I don't that's, like the a, that's a costume. That's a costume <laughs> classic. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, it, would, it almost never really got used. Uh, a lot of the time, like, you'd, you'd come down, you'd have a fire, or if the weather was shit, we'd just all sit around the table drinking beers, playing whatever cards. Yeah. Uh, crib was really popular. There was a lot of guys who were uh, musically inclined, so guitars would come out, chill. That's fun, right? Yeah. Uh, so it, it ended up being, because it wasn't super, I guess, competitive, the people who worked there were generally people who wanted to be out there. Okay. Uh, and I think that helped them a lot in terms of the talent they attracted, and it was usually, it was it was good people. Nice. So back on track with our questions. Um, anything, anytime you failed sort of spectacularly? <sighs> yeah, there, there's one that comes to mind. I'm going to try to not make it too technical. Uh, okay. This was like my first real professional job in like the development IT security space. Okay. Um, and how I ended up getting uh, a nickname that still sticks with me in certain circles of Simple Jack. Okay. So we had at this company uh, a big presentation to do. Um, the following day, uh, we were basically showcasing like a new technology that we've been working with for doing like IT security analysis. Okay. Um, and I decided that I was going to do a bit of maintenance on uh, the database, um, basically just upgrade to a later version of the database, better performance, blah blah blah. It would have made the plan was to make the demo go a little more smoothly. Um, and, of, and of course, the, you know, the... Oh, yeah. The, I mean, any, anytime you make a, ch a change yeah, yeah, right? beforehand, it, every, everything yeah. goes wrong. I mean, the optimal time to make a change like this is obviously with less than, like, 24 hours to go from demo day. Of course. What, what, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, long story short, I'm doing fucking my beep beep boop, clacking away at the keyboard. Uh, one thing leads to another. I, do a little, I, I'm pretty sure that I do the update, I'm like, okay, the update is done, let's just delete, send to trash all the old stuff. Realize update wasn't done, and the stuff that I just blew away was all the data that we were going to use for the presentation oh, the next God. day. So, instantly my heart sinks. This is like, if... Facebook in its early days was going to present to some investors and the day before Zuckerberg was like I'm gonna delete all the accounts on Facebook yeah. uh, Like this was our pride and joy and it was I literally just blown it away like an idiot So basically here's a UI. Yeah, right with uh, with nothing behind. <laughs> yeah, of course like it this, there was really cool shit that we had here before we promise we yeah. swear <laughs> So I, I talked to my my boss slash mentor and I'm like so what would you say 
if in theory I had just deleted everything we were going to show tomorrow? And his response was, I would say, don't do that. <laughs> I was like, but you know, like in theory. Too late. Like, like really though, like if I, if you were me and yeah. you had done this, what would you do? And he's like, you know what, I just, I would not have done that. <laughs> Like, not giving me much to work with. Right yeah, right yeah, yeah, just like throw me a bone. Like, there's yeah. gotta be a way to Go fix on. this. Maybe yeah. something. Um, and then, so obviously, he's like, Did you did you do that? I was like, I don't know, Let's say I did. And he's like, Well, we're fucked. Oh, <laughs> I was like, geez. Oh my god. And I, I'm still pretty young and green. Again, first, like, real professional job in like, yeah. my career stream. Like, oh my god, I'm getting well, fired. Well, I'm getting fired. And, and you and you do often think those things. And especially when you're you're fresh to a job, you're kind of like, hey, I'm going to do something awesome. I'm going to be so helpful. helpful right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be that fucking go-getter. I'm yeah. going to just yeah. make this so much better. So I'm like, oh my god, you're fucking kidding me. So a bit of Googling research. Um, and I'm like, all right, so like the first thing they recommend you do uh, is like you uh, unmount the hard drive um, to basically try to so when you delete something for listeners it's not always deleted right away it's just you can no longer go to it um, it's basically like it's been removed from the map it's still there but nothing is pointing to it anymore uh, so that was kind of the situation I was looking at um, so nothing had been overwritten yet. nothing had been overwritten yet exactly so Hopes and dreams, I can work some black magic, as is tradition, a number of stack overflow posts where it's like, copy and paste this command, and like, fuck it, I got nothing to lose at this yeah. point. Find something, press enter, go outside and have a smoke, because I'm like, I'm going to throw up if this doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you were a smoker. Oh, I yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, man, this is like, yeah. this is also like my heyday of smoking. Yeah. So, go outside, yeah, have a smoke. Think about how I'm gonna get fired, how I'm never going to work again in this industry. Come back, lo and behold, success. Uh, fucking bailed out, uh, whatever, Stack Overflow, God saved me. Um, but as a result, for those of you who are familiar with Tropic Thunder, have you seen it? Yes. Obviously. And you never go full retard. Yes. Right. So. In Tropic Thunder, Ben Stiller does the movie where he goes full retard, and the lead character is Simple Jack. Hence the nickname. Hence the nickname, because I went full retard, you and go. you never go full retard. Uh, and as a punishment, I had to use a, a photo of Ben Stiller from that movie where he's playing Simple Jack as like my Skype profile picture. Uh, and this is like the Skype profile picture I'd have to use when we were talking to clients, uh, when we were on conference calls and there was a number of times where I would often meet these people in person afterwards and they'd be like you look nothing like your Skype picture <laughs> wow people didn't clue in <laughs> no. oh my god no the people hadn't seen it or just didn't recognize it because it, I mean it's it's part of Tropic Thunder but I guess it's not like a huge point no it's at the very it's, it's at the very beginning thing, right? yeah yeah or they just talk about he's trying to become like a method actor yeah. so he does this full retard role did it did any clients ever call you out on it no, actually. Really? Which was surprising. Um, and I even, you know what? My my boss had said, when I allow you to remove this picture, you can put back your regular photo. And years later, after redeeming myself, um, he's like, you can remove it, but I just, you know, at this point, it's costume. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I still have it right now. So I bet, yeah, massive lesson learned. Like, you probably never fucked up like that again. Uh, uh, actually, funny you should mention that. Oh, jeez. Uh, literally, like... Uh, two months ago at the new job. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> so I clearly have learned nothing. Yeah. Uh, and that 
to recently when it happened again, because I'm an idiot, uh, it wasn't like before a presentation or anything, but I totally blew away a bunch of databases that we were working on because I was like, I don't need this anymore. Uh, and other people were working on it and no, it was exactly the same situation. So I've learned nothing. Now there's people from your old job at your new job. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. oh yeah. so he's like, you oh, fucking man. idiot, you did it again. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sure no, yeah, like no sympathy there from. <laughs> no, but nowadays, you know, I, I'm a little wiser, so I can at least chirp. It's like, you know what? I just wanted to make sure that our backup systems were ready. I was trying to be a chaos monkey. Stress, stress testing. Stress, right, that's yeah. all. Now, now there's technical terms I can use to justify my fuck up. Um, but no, it was kind of funny that it was the people I was working with then, I'm working again with now, and I did the exact same thing. Oh, wow. Anyways, man, thank you very much for doing this with me. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for the beer. Of course, anytime. Three out of five. <laughs> three out of, let's, let's, Give me a three out of five. Yeah, I know, beer. I know. I gotta, aim for, I gotta aim for a four out of five or a five out of five next time around. Uh, I'll just, I'll pick it based upon, you know, something other than the, the interesting art on the, uh, on the, the actual label for the can. Anyways, um... Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, the handle is sjobcast, and the email to contact the podcast, even if you want to say something negative, like you're doing a shitty job at shitty jobs, uh, <laughs> is sjobcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much.